Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. The Ask Dr. Ernst Show is presented by Dr. Aaron Ernst, a board-certified chiropractic physician specializing in spinal correction, nutritional coaching, and cellular detoxification. And is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Seek a qualified healthcare professional before changing your health program or embarking on a new one. Visit AskDrErnst.com for more information. It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Hey, it's the show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, and today... We have an incredible topic. We're going to be talking about how to break back from acid reflux. It's a big deal. It affects a lot of people. And I'm going to share a little secret as we start our show today. Everything you've been told about acid reflux, though it might be true from a symptomatology and it makes sense, proton pump inhibitors, uh, baking soda, alkalinizers, even the newer sort of what I'll call histamine blockers, Yes, it may make the acid calm down, but here's the secret, guys. It's not the excess of acid that causes acid reflux. <gasps> so we have to talk about this concept known as functional medicine's approach to acid reflux. What's actually going on functionally? And you're going to learn today during our show, it has a lot to do with lack of the right types of acid. It's actually not enough acid. And I know you're going to shake your head and go, how on earth is this possible, Dr. Ernst? My doctor told me I have too much stomach acid. That's why I'm refluxing. That's why it burns. They're putting me on inhibitors to turn my stomach acid down, and it feels better, so therefore it's working. But I'm going to share with you today, no, it's not. It's actually causing a bigger issue. It's making the problem worse, but the symptoms better, and that's the classic approach of medicine. Let's make you not feel it. But the underlying root is not being addressed. So you guys know that my show exists every single week to help you be educated, to learn how to take care of yourself, to go deep into the underlying root causes. So today, answers for acid reflux. What is it actually caused by? What can you do at home to start enhancing and making a massive improvement in your health? But more importantly, what is the root cause and how can we address it so that your body can heal by itself when we're talking about acid reflux, indigestion, GERD, you name it. Okay, first thing I want to talk to you guys about. We exist for the sake of helping you to find answers to your health. So the Ask Dr. Ernst Show, we're going on almost 10 straight years. Can you believe that? Being on the air, teaching, educating, coaching people towards their health. What we have are resources available for you, our listeners, that are free You have to visit AskDrErnst.com to get access to those. Click on our downloads tabs, protocols, eBooks, recipe packs, even guides that can walk you through steps of self-healing. We have recipes. There's over 3,000 healthy recipes. A lot of them will help those of you who have acid reflux. And 
I think the best part of it all, top right-hand corner, a button that says request a consultation. It's the way that you can speak directly to myself and our team for absolutely no cost. No copay, no fees, just conversation. Let's go deep. Take a dive into your health. Find out what's going on from the functional level. Show you some tests that maybe you've never had done before and walk you through a healing plan. All of that is available for you. AskDrErnst.com, top right-hand corner, request a consultation. Hey, look, there's also a contact us. What you can do is you can use that to submit your questions. You know, every single week we get hundreds of emails. I need help with this. I need help with that. I use those questions to form our shows. We answer every single email with advice. And the best part of it is the goal is for you to heal yourself and become a champion with your health and with your healing. So don't forget, askdrernst.com. And listen, this is a special live stream broadcast. There's a game going on today, but I'm not letting that prevent us from coming at you. So I need you to take some action today. Those of you watching on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever we're streaming this, go ahead right now and hit that like button. Make sure you push this share because I guarantee you, I know that you have people in your circle or work or even family that are dealing with acid reflux. And the answers I'm going to give today are going to break people free from the burn, the bitterness, the irritation, the bloating. You know what I'm talking about. It's that reflux that we get that you're not supposed to. Now watch this. They estimate, and by, by I say they, science, the research, etc., shows that more than 50% of people that have acid reflux have this specific condition. And I got to talk to you about it. It's called a hiatal hernia. It's a specific issue where the stomach actually moves up into your diaphragm. The diaphragm spreads apart. Small piece of the stomach goes up underneath where the lungs sit. And that hernia is what creates an irritation and causes the stomach to spill over certain acids into the esophagus and makes it burn. We have to talk about a hiatal hernia. Watch this. 90% of people with acid reflux actually test for low stomach acid. They don't have enough acid in their stomach. Mind-blowing, isn't it? Medicine says too much. Here's a pill to block the acids. Research and functional medicine says, no, it's actually not enough. We have to elevate the stomach acids. We have to help your body to digest. So we're going to talk about the specific sensitive sphincter. Listen to this. A sphincter is a muscle that wraps around a tube and causes it to open or close. In your stomach, you have something called the lower esophageal sphincter, the LES. It's a specific muscle that is designed to open and close based upon the pH of your stomach. Now watch this. That sphincter only closes when your pH in your stomach goes less than three. The only way that can happen is if you have stomach acid in your stomach. So the challenge with all the proton pump inhibitors, all the antacids, the baking sodas, the Tums, the things you use to calm the burn down is they raise the stomach pH. And then guess what? That sphincter opens. And now here's the secret. The undigested food can reflux back up into the esophagus. And that irritation comes not from the acid, but from the undigested food going back up. Your esophagus, its job is to squeeze food and push it down into your stomach. Your stomach's job is to keep it in there and digest it. The acid activates enzymes and protein destruction and fat destruction so you can get individual amino acids, individual proteins, individual fats into the intestines so they can be absorbed. When you don't have enough stomach acid, guys, guess what happens? The pH goes up, digestion goes down, the sphincter opens, undigested food goes back up into the stomach. There's the burn and the irritation, but the problem is not too much acid. It's why is all that happening? The chronic stress, the 
irritation to the nerve tissues that control the stomach, the lack of stomach acid, there's the underlying functional cause of acid reflux. We're going to break all those down today individually to give you answers and watch this. Now is the best time ever. So head on over to the website, askdrernst.com, click that right-hand corner, shoot us an email, let us know if you have a health question, and if you want to go deep into your health, use the Request a Consultation tab, fill out a time, you pick it, we'll call you direct, and guess what? Answers will come for you. Hey, it's the Ask Dr. Earn Show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back. Hey, you're listening to the Ask Dr. Earn Show. Hey, it's the show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, and I love that of all days, we get to spend this Saturday talking about a topic that affects too many Americans, acid reflux. Look, I'm sure at some point in your life, you've dealt with it. You know, you, uh, you overeat a meal, uh, it's a nice time, you're trying to go to bed, and all of a sudden, boy, the burn comes up. Or, you know, you had a, a little bit more of an expressive lunch, we'll put it that way, right? Look, I know that you guys don't always follow the diet 100%, right? We've even had some patients say, hey, listen, you know, like I had some fried chicken, and I had this, and I had that, and I had some pizza and hot wings. I thought after six months of being healthy, I'd be able to do that. And man, I paid the price. Not only did my joints hurt, my head is exploding, but the reflux is coming back, etc., what I want to talk to you guys about today is that acid reflux is not too much stomach acid. In fact, it's actually too little of acid. And how would we know if we have too low of stomach acid? Okay, well, first and foremost, if you have a lot of belching, if you have a lot of gas, if you have a lot of flatulence, that's an indication you're not digesting your foods fully. Think of it as a large protein that has to be broken down into individual amino acids. When you don't have enough stomach acid and enough digestive prowess, the power of your digestive system, those proteins and fats and carbohydrates are in their whole state. If a whole protein or a whole fat or even a moderate, moderate slightly digested protein or fat gets through the stomach and into the small intestine, it sends a signal to your liver, your gallbladder, and your pancreas. It says, emergency. This must be digested quickly. Otherwise, large undigested protein products that get into the small intestine and large intestine create irritation and inflammation. They aggravate a gut leak and they feed your bacteria that are naturally in your gut. And so guess what? That starts to ferment. We get gas production. So you're going to be bloated. You're going to have a lot of gas. You're going to have a lot of belching, burping. So the number one sign of having too low of stomach acid is that. Number two, well, you've been diagnosed with acid reflux. And it makes perfect sense. It's a common condition that's not caused by too much acid, but by not enough acid. And we're going to break that down into its full components today. Look, if you get a lot of bloating or cramping, right, aching after eating specific meals, specifically certain cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, etc., often an indication there's not enough stomach acid. This is a big one, guys. And look, a lot of us will hide our breath. We'll use uh, mints. We'll use chewing gums. We'll use mouthwash. We'll brush our teeth more and more and more throughout the day. 
fear of bad breath, guess what? It's a sign there's not enough stomach acid in your stomach. Bad breath is known to be caused by an overproduction of bacteria in the stomach, specifically H. pylori. H. pylori is supposed to be dead and gone and in low amounts with proper stomach acid. When your stomach has not enough acid, the acidity goes up. So therefore, the alkalinity is starting to come back. The bacteria can start to grow in that now alkaline environment, and the bacteria actually putrefy food in the stomach, and it rots, and that that smell can come up through the esophagus, out your mouth, and create halitosis, or what's known as bad breath. Undigested food in your stools. Listen, I'm not asking you to do this, but it's a good idea every so often. And when you go number two, take a look and see what it looks like. There's articles and references and even websites that show you the type and shape and consistency of your waste will tell you a lot about your digestive system. But if you're seeing whole pieces of food, little tiny pieces of, say, red pepper or yellow pepper or corn, which you shouldn't be eating, but, you know, like if you see food in your stool, in the toilet, and go, I know what that is. That was a piece of last dinner, et cetera, lunch. Guys, that's an indication you're not digesting properly. There's not enough stomach acid, not enough activation of the enzymes, and it's one of the biggest culprits behind reflux and acid reflux. If you are full but still hungry, now I know that's a weird concept, you're full but still hungry, it means that your stomach isn't leaving, it's not emptying the food properly. So you'll have the sensation of being hungry, but then when you eat, it's like, oh, I'm done. I can only eat two bites. It means your stomach is full of food, but your intestines, your large intestine, small intestine, the bowels that do all the absorption, which send the signals to your brain to tell your brain, yes, we have enough nutrients. Yes, we have enough food. Stop eating. What you'll get is this concept of like, I'm hungry. But then when you eat, you'll go, I'm full. And that's a great, great warning sign that your stomach acid levels are going down. Let's go deeper into more diagnostic conditions. If you have anemia, well, you may have stomach acid issues because the most common cause of an anemia is some sort of an ulcer, either within your stomach or your intestines. If you've been diagnosed with high blood pressure, cholesterol, thyroid issues, etc., you more than likely have low stomach acid. Why? All those conditions are a downstream effect of having a breakdown within your microbiome, the healthy bacteria in your gut, its ability to hold back and create a barrier to protect you against antibody formation that attacks cell tissues. We know type 2 diabetes is now autoimmune. We know thyroid disease is autoimmune. We know Hashimoto's, which is a direct autoimmune thyroid disease, all comes from antibody attack, psoriasis, skin issues, eczema, all these things, rheumatoid arthritis. You pick an autoimmune disease, I guarantee you it traces back to the fact that you have had low stomach acid or poor digestion, which has led to the underlying condition. Hey, ladies and guys, if you find your fingernails are weak, if they're cracking a lot, breaking, chipping, peeling, etc., it's an indication of nutrient deficiencies in the B vitamin category, specifically B12 and other minerals that are needed to make your bones and your nails hard so that they're not cracking, breaking, peeling, etc. So if you have any of those, you probably have low acid in your stomach. Now, how can we do something right now? Let's do a test, all right? At the comfort of your home, okay? Most of you today... I'm seeing who's online. Okay, Facebook, we've got, oh, look at that. Twitter, good, and Instagram. All right, guys, so do this for me. Ready? Write this down. Go, like, run away real quick and go grab some baking soda. You'll either have it in your refrigerator or it'll be in your pantry, et cetera. We want to get baking soda and a glass of water that has roughly about four to six ounces of water inside of it. 
Okay, you take a quarter teaspoon of baking soda. Simple, easy to do. Pour it directly into the water, stir it around. As long as you haven't eaten anything recently within the last hour or two, swig and down the hatch it goes. All right, baking soda is an alkalinizer. It's going to increase the pH of your stomach. I know what you're thinking, Dr. Ernst. I thought you just said that I need to have more stomach acid. Why would I want to raise the stomach pH? We're doing a test to see what happens. All right, when you put baking soda with acid, it's going to bubble and fizzle. If you have enough stomach acid, you should have this kind of burp, a belch, within about three, maybe two minutes. If you don't have enough stomach acid, you drink the baking soda, down the hatch it goes. There's not enough acid to activate that chemical reaction, causing the baking soda to fizz, producing a carbon dioxide that makes a bubble in your stomach that eventually goes and and belches out. If you don't have enough stomach acid, four minutes, five minutes, eight minutes can go by, no burping, no belching. So guess what? It's a simple at-home what's called baking soda burp test that you can do right now. You can even do it tomorrow morning if you want, right when you wake up. You can do it in the evening just before you go to bed. You can run it with your kids and see what happens. I've done it before in my family. We do a little test, okay? My youngest, my second youngest, my wife, myself, all of us, all three at once. All right, who burps first? Guess what? The kiddos do way better than the adults. They have more stomach acid. They have less stress, less irritation. When we adults do it, we often will find four minutes, five minutes goes by, no burping, no belching. Guess what? That means there's not enough stomach acid. So what do we need to do to solve this problem? I know this is going to sound unconventional, especially if you've been taking proton pump inhibitors or if you've been taking acid reflux medications, which again is a proton pump inhibitor, Nexium, Purple Pills, Prevacid. My God, there's so many. Over-the-counters, right? All the acid blockers, all right? We need to get your stomach acid levels up. So I'm going to break this down over the reigning part of the show. How do we do this? Okay, number one, we have to ask the question, why is your stomach not producing enough acid in the first place? I know where you were thinking. I was going to say, take this supplement, it'll make the acid go up. Eat this food, it'll make the acid go up. But we have to always ask the question, why? What is it that makes the acid in your stomach? Well, there's a specific cell Little individual cells that line the stomach that produce stomach acid. So we have to ask the question, why is the cell not getting the signal to make more acid? Well, ready for this, guys? It's the number one thing. It's affecting everyone today. It's the amount of fight or flight stress you have. Are you in a stress state 24-7? Most of us, look, okay, it's post-pandemic, but we're still in it. I mean, my God, right? Vaccination recommendations left and right. People are stressed out, losing their jobs. I mean, I don't know if it's affecting you or not. I'm hearing patient after patient, Dr. Ernst, I have till this date. And if I don't do it by then, I'm going to lose my job. Do you know how much stress that places onto an individual? Not only that, but we have coupled on top of that financial worries. We have on top of that family issues, personal life, you name it, all right? I know that all of us, including myself, are living in a state of stress. So what are you doing on a regular basis to manage your body's ability to adapt to stress. Okay, as a chiropractor, I'm going to share you guys a secret. The best way to decrease your physical stress on your body is to get an adjustment. All right, I don't know if you have experienced this. I'm I'm talking to each of you. Okay, Facebook, I'm asking you guys a question. I want you to comment. Have you had that after an adjustment? All right, Google, YouTube, what about you guys? Anybody online right now? Have you had a chiropractic adjustment and felt that calmness, that peace, that release that you can't get from anywhere else? I'm going to share with you this. 15 years in practice, the one thing I never miss is getting my adjustment, especially on times when I'm stressed out. If I got a lot going on and my life feels like it's falling apart, 
I know the tendency is I need to take a break. I need to take a rest. I need to go for a walk. No, you need to get adjusted. It's the most important thing you can do. And the research backs it up. Ready for this? Vagal tone, it's a fancy term for how strong the signal coming through your vagus nerve is, is a downstream regulator of stress. The more vagal tone you have, the less stress you have in your life. The vagus nerve comes out the back of your neck. So what happens is if your spine's out of alignment and you have compression to the atlas or the occiput, upper cervicals, the vagus nerve is not sending its calm down response. So you end up in what's called sympathetic dominance. It's a system of overdrive. Now here's where it goes. Ready? During fight or flight, which is normal for short periods of time, your stomach shuts off. If you're running from a bear or a tiger, you don't want to be thinking about digesting food. Your body's like, I need energy and muscles and tissues, and I need to run. So when you're in fight or flight mode, stomach is off. Digestion is off. Do you see where I'm going with this? Stomach acid production is off. So many of you are in fight or flight mode all day, every day. So that's why the stomach acid is low. What's the first thing we need to do to get stomach acid up? Visit a chiropractor who does structural work. Make sure the vagus nerve is released and allow your body to increase its vagal tone chiropractic does that. There's many other techniques that do that. that. When we come back from this commercial break, I'm going to reveal all the steps you can do in addition to chiropractic that will activate vagal tone. It'll increase your digestion, boosting your stomach acid, helping you to break free from things like acid reflux, indigestion, gas, and bloating. But also watch this. It helps with everything. It helps to increase your energy. It helps you to lose weight. It helps you to break back from diagnoses. That's the power that your body has when it's working properly. And again, if you're looking for help, if you need an answer for your health, ask drearns.com, top right-hand corner, request a consultation. We'll set up a call directly, you and I, to answer the question as to what's the main cause, have you been tested for it, and what can we do to help you to heal that? Look at how powerful you are. Ask drearns.com to do that. When we come back from this commercial break, more about actual ways to increase your stomach acid, break free from acid reflux, and let your body heal by itself. It's the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Don't go away. We will be right back. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Hey, it's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. Today, we have a lively topic, acid reflux, indigestion, and the steps you can do to bounce back naturally. And uh, if you're just tuning in or joining us from the top of the hour, We're discussing the fact that acid reflux is not too much stomach acid. I know it goes against the counter thought. It goes against conventional wisdom. It goes against medical wisdom because we're always told that the reflux is because of too much acid. But here's the thing. It is because of too much inorganic acids. What that means is the food that stays in your stomach longer than it should that has now sort of putrefied and or rotted creates an elevation in the stomach acid of, I'm sorry, a reduction in stomach acid, meaning the stomach becomes more alkaline. So instead of being acidic, it starts to become alkalinized. There's a sphincter that sits at the top of the stomach called the LES, lower esophageal sphincter. It has a switch that as soon as the pH in your stomach goes above 3.0, the sphincter will open. And what that means is food can go back up into the esophagus and we get a reflux symptom. 
It burns. It hurts. It tingles. You guys know what I'm talking about. Any of you who have experienced acid reflux, we need to approach the aspect that if we can increase your stomach acid, increase your digestive responses, and help your body to calm down. We talked about this just before the last commercial break. If you're in a state of fight or flight, if you're in what's called sympathetic dominance, which guess what? Every single one of us is today. It's that state of being in fight or flight mode all the time. It comes ideally when we're in small periods of stress because we need it. We need to be able to shuttle our energy into muscles and ligaments and joints and movement if we're being attacked or if we're being chased after, etc. But as soon as we get to an area of peace, as soon as we get to an area of safety, the body is designed naturally to increase its vagal tone, parasympathetics, calm that sympathetic reaction down, and bring back function to systems that naturally get turned off in stress. So when you're stressed out, watch this, digestion goes down. Acid production goes down. And so guess what? We live a stressful life, but we don't let that stress give us periods of time to recover and regenerate. Okay, so one thing we can do to really activate and get rid of acid reflux is recognize you've got to start managing your stress. This is where chiropractic comes in great. You know, adjustments can decrease the regulation, the intensity of your sympathetics and increase what's called your vagal tone. It comes from a specific adjustment out of the base of the spine, opens up the vagus nerve, increases the flow of the vagal tone, and that makes things slow down. It's like the master break. Okay, why do you want to slow down your sympathetics? Because then your digestion comes back on again. Acid gets produced, digestion turns back on, etc. That will help you to break this cycle of reflux from stomach contents going back up into the esophagus. Okay, number two, we need to start talking about what I consider to be a functional acid reflux diet program. And the best way to start increasing stomach acid and get your digestion working so you can get off the acid blockers and you know the Nexiums and Tums and Prevacids is to start making your foods more liquefied. Why? We need to help you to digest because you're having a hard time doing it in the first place. This is where either smoothies or protein shakes, green drinks, okay, vegetable juices come so much in hand when we want to increase stomach acid because think of them as pre-metabolized, pre-digested. The blender's going to break it all apart. The proteins are in small components, easy to digest, easy to absorb, and it doesn't require specific amounts of hydrochloric acid production for your body to absorb the nutrients from that. If you have low hydrochloric acid, the recommendation is anywhere between one to two protein shakes a day to enhance what you're currently eating so that you can absorb more nutrition. You can put some stress off the gastric systems, and guess what? It actually helps to increase stomach acid. So I want at least one or two meals throughout your day if you're someone who's like, look, I rely on these. I can't get off the proton pump inhibitor, the Prevacid, the Nexiums. I have to basically pound tums after a meal, otherwise I'm going to pay the price. Stop eating solid foods and make your breakfast and your lunch a protein shake, a smoothie, some sort of a liquid meal, broths, soups with no noodles, right? Blended into a, a base so you can just swallow it, drink it, and enjoy it and absorb it. Ginger is another great component of increasing digestive acid. Ginger is part of a group that's called a carmative, which means it falls in the same category as Peppermint and cardamom and coriander, etc. These are all soothing components to the digestive system. If you do about two to three cups of ginger tea per day and even put some ginger essential oils in your smoothies or in your 
juices. Juice an actual piece of ginger. It can help to increase stomach production of acids, and it also is a great way to calm down indigestion, bloating, gas, etc. I want you to think about this one, right? This is a tough one. Don't drink liquids when you eat. Yet, if you understand where I'm coming from, it, you're going to go, oh my gosh, this makes perfect sense. If you drink anything, water even, carbonated beverages, you know, coffee, tea, alcohol, what it does is it dilutes the stomach acid. So we have this enclosed environment, your stomach. We have a certain amount of acids being produced for you to digest your foods. Here you go and you drink 20 ounces of water. You just diluted all the acids in your stomach, making it harder for you to now digest your food, making your food last longer in your stomach, undigested, increasing pressure. Do you see where I'm going with this? You have to stop drinking liquids when you eat. Now, I know that's tough because almost everybody I talk with is like, I always drink when I eat. I don't know about you, but most people do this. I want you to start getting into the habit of 30 minutes before or after is when you drink a cup of water or a glass of tea or something to this effect. Hey, do the ginger tea with some little apple cider vinegar 30 minutes before, and you're going to see a huge benefit behind this. And I just gave away my last one before our next commercial break. Apple cider vinegar before you eat. A little swig of that, a tablespoon or two mixed into water with the ginger can actually enhance stomach acid production, get the intestines upregulated so they're ready for the foods that you eat, and it helps to digest so we don't have that lingering nature of food in the stomach. Remember, not enough acid makes the food last too long in the stomach, increases the pressure, increases the pH, lower esophageal sphincter opens, food goes back up into the esophagus. You'll say, God, I have acid reflux, but what you actually have is lack of proper digestion. Let's use these five or six techniques plus the art of chiropractic. It'll boost your health, boost your digestion, and guess what? You're going to see acid reflux clear in a matter of weeks or possibly even just days. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to go into the foods you can start incorporating into your diet that'll help you to heal, the ones to avoid, and my secret behind making acid reflux go away in a matter of weeks. All that is yet to come after the commercial break, and this is the best time for you guys to take a moment. Hit like, hit share. I know you know someone who deals with acid reflux. This may be the show that breaks them free. Don't forget, at the top right-hand corner of AskDrErnst.com is the Request a Consultation button. If you have a health issue that you're struggling with, if you've been trying to break free from medication or you want to know, what do I do? My doctor's not helping me. I'm tired of taking a medication. I need professional coaching and help. We exist for that very reason. AskDrErnst.com. That's A-S-K-D-R-E-R-N-S-T.com. Top right-hand corner, Request a Consult, and I'll get connected with you guys. We'll be right back. Don't go away. The best is yet to come. Following is a sponsored program on WBT.
Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, and I want to thank you, first of all, for for tuning in to this special broadcast. We are live streaming Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, because today there's a Carolina game that, again, a lot of people are listening to, but yet here you are, right here, learning, becoming an active component for the championship of your health. We're in the game of health and healing. So we're talking today about acid reflux and indigestion. I spent some time at the top of the hour breaking the mold, blowing the whistle, if you will. Most people that I meet with will say, Dr. Ernst, I have acid reflux. I want to get off the proton pump inhibitors. I want to stop the Tums and the Nexiums and, you know, all the -the over-the-counters, Prilosec, OTCs. My God, there's so many different ones. But every time I try, my reflux gets worse. So how can I get off these? Okay, well, we have to understand the concept. Like I talked at the top of the hour, the medication itself is going to make things feel better. It's just what it does, but it's going to make the underlying root cause worse. As you block stomach acid production, yes, the burn will go down, but at the same token, your digestive quality drops. Did you know they've actually connected long-term the use of proton pump inhibitors and other acid blockers to having severe, severe reactions? Listen to this. Long-term medication use, including proton pump inhibitors, PPIs, and antacids, has been shown to lead to irritable bowel syndrome, depression, anemia, fatigue, bone loss and weakness, osteoporosis, etc. Increased risks for internal infections, including one of the most dangerous in your intestines, which is C. diff. They've also seen an uptick in things like chronic conditions, cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease, even cancer. So here we have these medications that some people are taking every day with side effects and long-term risks that are 10 times worse than having acid reflux. And yet, when we often try to stop them, we pay the price with that extra burn. I call that what I would say is the resilience effect built into a medication. It's the, I will make you feel this more, so you must stay on them to take them. It's almost kind of like that auto-subscription built in. Okay, I've worked with a lot of people who have said the hardest thing I've done is I tried to stop the PPIs, the inhibitors, on my own, and man, my acid reflux came back with a vengeance. Okay, the only reason for that is you didn't address the underlying cause first. Okay, whenever we're working with anybody that has a medication or is taking something over-the-counter prescriptive, the golden rule, guys, is this. You don't stop those until you're getting better first because the underlying root must be addressed. You have to heal yourself and become over-medicated before you can start to reduce things back. And of course, as a disclaimer, this comes with you having a conversation with your prescribing physician. This is not me saying, hey, just go stop these. As you heal and you become over-prescribed, your doctor will say, hey, it's time to get off. Okay, so we want to stop the antacids. We want to stop the reflux medications, the proton pump inhibitors, and even the histamine blockers by getting down to the root cause. We talked about it as a starting point from the top. Root cause number one, overproduction of a sympathetic state. You're in fight or flight. Your body's in stress mode, and that turns off the digestive process. Your brain will actually tell your stomach, we don't need stomach acid right now. There's too much stress going on. We need to deal with that. Then we'll worry about what you ate for lunch. Okay, so as a result, stomach acid goes down. The food lingers too long in your stomach, and then guess what? That food that hasn't left the stomach changes the pH, and the sphincter opens, and then the food goes back up into the esophagus. You feel the burn, but it's not from too much acid, guys. We talked about how it can be a stress response that's not just from the lack of good nerve supply, but it can be from what you've been eating 
The things that we eat and how we eat them and when we eat them can dilute our stomach acids down. If you drink water or coffee or tea or alcohol during a meal, you're diluting your stomach acids, setting yourself up for failure from the beginning. If you're taking a proton pump inhibitor or any sort of medications, you have to stop drinking liquids when you eat. Second, we have to turn your food into liquids so we can help you to digest and absorb your food faster. So at least two meals a day for those of you who want to get off those pills need to be smoothies, juices, broths, soups that don't have noodles in them. We're going to talk about why in a moment, but you need to blend and you know, emulsify and mix around to make a nutrient-dense drink soup that you can then consume. Liquid foods on a regular basis will decrease the stress in your stomach, increase the absorption, actually help to elevate your stomach acid. What are some foods we can focus on that will actually help us to bring our stomach acid back online and also soothe the intestine, helping your reflux? Okay, number one, fermented foods, specifically vegetables, kimchi, sauerkrauts, beverages that are fermented. Okay, so kefir is a fermented version of a dairy product. It needs to be non-dairy, though. So I want coconut kefirs or coconut water kefirs. If you don't know how to make them, guess where you can go to learn? AskDrErnst.com. Click the recipe tab. Go to the fermented section, and guess what? We have all the fermentation recipes that you need to get your health back fast. Bone broths made from grass-fed beef are high in three different components, collagen, glutamine, and proline, which are specific amino acids needed to increase the stomach production of mucus, which helps to keep the stomach protected and lined properly. So we want to do that. Coconut oil is not only a natural antibacterial and antifungal, but it's a very enhancing soother and anti-inflammatory to your gut. What you'll find, listen to this, guys, instead of going out and doing a, a, a Tums or taking baking soda and drinking it to kind of calm it down, Watch as you do this. The next time you have a reflux symptoms and God, you know, my stomach is burning. Take instead a tablespoon of coconut oil, melt it in your mouth, swallow it. And guess what? You're going to find a very similar cooling effect, but yet it stimulates the correct types of acids and it helps to clean your stomach out. Green leafy vegetables. Phenomenal because A, they help to alkalinize the body, but most importantly, they add fiber and they add nutrients that we need that we're often missing. Artichokes, asparagus, and cucumbers specifically, the research shows, help to increase stomach acid, increase hydration, and help to calm the burn naturally without blocking stomach acid production. Pumpkin seeds, pumpkins, and other squash-related foods have also been shown to do that. And any of the healthy fats, okay, ghee, Clarified butter works. Grass-fed butter works. Avocado oil, same thing. Coconut oil, same thing. Most of these foods fall under what's called a GAPS diet. It's a specific diet that's often recommended for people who have IBS and IBDs and any sort of inflammatory bowels. And I'm going to share with you one thing. It works really well for those of you with acid reflux. A GAP diet is typically high in vegetables, free-range chicken, grass-fed beefs, and bone broth-based products. So a GAPS patient will often be drinking broth for breakfast and or lunch and having a very clean sort of, um, I'll call it salad or a smoothie or something that has protein inside of it that comes from a clean source. GAPS also is very heavy into herbs, including parsley, ginger, fennel, and other digestive soothers. That's why I like it. So what we want to avoid are the foods that are known to fan the flames, the foods that we know cause inflammation and irritation. 
And I have a feeling that after all these years watching and or listening to our show, you know that number one, it's grains. And it's not just the glutinous grains, okay? There is what's called a uh, a gluten morphogen. It's a gluten-like component that's often found in corn and rice and oats. So even though it's not a wheat-based product, sometimes gluten-free products can have this mimicking effect. And this is why a lot of people say, hey, listen, I couldn't just get rid of wheat. I had to get rid of all grains, rice and corn and soy and oats and these kind of things. Okay, processed foods that are high in potato and corn and salt, which is typically things like crackers and chips and even cereals, are known culprits for decreasing stomach acid production and causing inflammation. We want to stay away from those kind of foods. Fried foods, why? Well, number one, they're fried in oils that are highly inflammatory. Number two, the batter is almost always wheat-based. And number three, fat foods and fried fatty foods cause your stomach ass or your stomach empty in time to decrease. It makes food stay in your stomach longer. Look, did you guys know this? The half-life of a French fry is 51 days. What does that mean? It takes 51 days for half of that to be digested. Another 51 days for another half of a half. So it takes almost 102 days for 75% of one French fry to leave your body. Imagine the length of time it takes for a fried piece of chicken or a fried piece of whatever. Sugar and artificial sweeteners we know cause inflammation, irritation. Carbonated sweetened beverages that have high fructose corn syrup or fructose corn syrup inside of them. Caffeine, specifically caffeinated coffees, energy drinks. Be careful because a lot of people with reflux will say they're tired because they're not absorbing their nutrition. They're missing the, the nutrients that they get from proper digestion. And so they try to make it up by using energy drinks. So what can we do instead? Well, we can focus on all those healing components that I talked to you about. Increasing your chiropractic care to decrease your sympathetic stress, getting your body into a relaxational state. We can talk about changing the foods you eat, incorporating more liquid meals, better timing, lack of drinking beverages when you eat your foods, do them before instead with ginger extracts, apple cider vinegar, and something, again, I said, here's my secret. I told you guys I was going to save it to close to the end. Because there's not enough stomach acid for most people who have acid reflux, I would recommend that what we do to start is also supplement directly with stomach acid, okay? Hydrochloric acid can be taken as a capsule. It's often sold as something called betine hydrochloride or simply just HCL. Some supplements will say pepsin HCL, which is an enzyme in the stomach plus hydrochloric acid. But if you start taking a digestive enzyme that has hydrochloric acid in it and specifically one that has ox bile, which is your bile enzymes, which helps you to digest fats. We want proteins and carbs from the acids. We want the fats from the bile enzymes. You take a digestive enzyme that has both of those, and what you're going to find is massive ability to cut back and or reduce the reliance upon pills. Other supplements that help. Probiotics. We talked about ginger. It's a great one and a supplement that you can use, but also glutamine. Listen, glutamine is like the soother for the intestines. Numerous studies have shown it helps to heal a leaky gut, cut back the inflammation of ulcerative colitis and irritable bowel, and also help to calm the burn of acid reflux because it adds a mucosal layer to the intestines and protects the stomach and the esophagus. So what do we need to do here? We need to recognize, number one, it's not too much acid, it's too little. Why? Why, why, why? Always the why. 
overstressed response, lack of chiropractic care properly to release the vagus nerve stress. You're eating foods that shut off the stomach acid production or you're diluting your stomach acids. And what happens is the food lingers too long in your stomach. Use the techniques I taught you today. Do the baking soda test so we can see what kind of response you have. And don't forget to use the comment section. Okay, like this video. Share it. I know there's tons of people that are online today that have yet to see this video that could get an answer to their health. And they could see their life come back by you taking one simple step. Click the share button and send it to your feeds. Also, don't forget, if you're watching this and you're going, I've never heard this before and I'd like to find out more about how to break free from acid reflux. Maybe it's... um, Diabetes, maybe it's high blood pressure, cholesterol issues, maybe it's a psoriasis issue, headaches, maybe you have a chronic health issue that you're sick and tired of medicating and you want a way out. We exist for that very reason. AskDrErnst.com, top right-hand corner is a request of consultation. Guys, it's free. I'll chat with you. We'll point you in a direction towards the things you need to do to find the answers and then you get to become your own doctor and heal yourself. That's the power that you have within you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Until then, be happy, be blessed, and be healthy. Thanks so much. I'll see you guys next week.